Hello, my lovely listeners. This is Black Girls Rock. I'm your host, Anon Masiri, and this is a podcast where I'm going to be talking to my friends about black girls playing rugby and our experiences within the community and generally just black girl magic. You can check us out on Instagram at Black Girls Rock. That's R U C K. Or you can send me an email to blackgirlsruck at gmail.com. I'd love to get any feedback, any suggestions, and just talk to as many people as possible. In this episode, I'll be talking to my amazing friend and teammate, Lamise, about her time being captain and her journey into playing rugby. Enjoy. So, hi. Hi. This is exciting. So this is for Black Girls Rock. I'm really excited for it because it kind of opens up a whole new can of worms that I don't think the world is ready for. Put here, you're the captain of Hackney in my heart. Oh, yeah. And always. Just because you were the captain when I first joined and I just have a soft spot in my heart for you always, even though you're not the nicest to me always. Yeah. That's how to get people to like you really you know when you mm. give them the cold shoulder they want to be around you more <laughs> <laughs> i think that did work i think i really like it when people aren't nice to me and then i'm just like yeah, i want to be your friend and <laughs> that's how i'm here oh you we could inspire a generation imagine if all your kids come back after um when whatever this is half term holiday whatever and and they're like, oh, Lemise, I heard you on Black Girls Rock. Oh, Anne's amazing. And you were there too. And I was just so inspired by the other girl that was there, Anne. And you were there. <laughs> like, when is she coming? Happen. Can she come to the school? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when I told my class that I play rugby, and um, one of the kids was like so transfixed and like, oh my God, I play rugby too. That's amazing. And all the other ones were just, uh, just like, I was talking to a deadpan audience they were just like uh-huh yeah <laughs> I've got a Lego piece have you got Lego <laughs> like, this is not the correct audience we need a uh, jingle as well we do need a jingle should we just have power for now I'm, I'm just thinking in terms of copyright am I allowed to have songs on it oh, obviously I'm on Spotify no. now and it's only yeah. a couple of days until like Beyonce calls wanting to be on this so <laughs> You know, so that classic sportsman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you not She could probably be American football. You know, but Serena, there's Venus, there's that gymnast. The main bowl. Uh, yeah, there's what's her face, Olympian, heptathlon, thingamajig, just getting us. Yeah. Wow, it's quite sad that we can't name that many black feet. <laughs> You named all of them. I'm just not here long. That's really sad. But that's why we have this podcast to yeah. highlight. Why are we just ignorant? Maybe I'm going to Google it. I'm, I think I am quite ignorant. I love Serena Williams. I yeah. feel like I sound like, you know, I love black people. I've got a black friend. And, you know, my next door neighbor <laughs> is a black person. And, you yeah. know, great. Yeah. There are a fair few black men, actually. Oh, hashtag basketball. So, Lemise, my first question for you is, how did you become so amazing? So, 
It's a good question, actually. I think it goes back to before I was even born. Are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. I've got time. I've got nothing else to do. So. I came from a really ambitious family. I came from a grandfather who was vice president. I came from a grandma who was like the first woman to do something really important in Sudan. And then when my grandfather was usurped, my mom stood by his side in the court case. And like, then she, you know, married my dad, had my sister, didn't want to be my dad anymore. So left the country. <laughs> um, and anyway, the only way she could leave the country was if she was pregnant with someone. So basically in Sudan, you, uh, once you marry a husband, he has to kind of like say that you can leave the country. And um, the only times that she was allowed to leave the country was to have children. So she wanted to leave him, uh, but she didn't want to like divorce him there and then and have to deal with like the backlash in front of him. So she um, filed for, uh, got pregnant, had me, moved to London to have me, filed for, filed for divorce from London, left him. And that was like, she's always been a really strong, empowering person to be around, but she was made by really strong, empowering people. So it's just like a history of amazingness. It's almost like it's in our blood. I mean, I'm incredible. Who's gonna love me more than me? That is so true. And I think you have definitely like inspired my, we'll probably talk about this more in a bit, but in terms of like self-confidence and just like owning it, like you are definitely like one of my main inspirations in the world because you are just very much on a, I can't say unapologetically you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think, you know, it's Lemise, Lizzo, Beyonce for me. So, oh wow you are oh, last wow. on that list but yeah. i said it wrong it's lizzo oh. beyond no it's beyonce lizzo lemise but the fact that you're you on have that, to go before lizzo weird don't we're not doing this this isn't the platform okay. right. i don't know I'm sorry just lemonade i just lost i lost interest anyway back to me <laughs> <laughs> i just turned this whole thing off i did what do you do in the day to day? Like, what's your? Tell me about your life. Oh yes, of course. Uh, day to day, I am a primary school teacher in South London. South. Um, my children are a delightful young age of uh, five to six. Um, I play rugby in my spare time. I now run five k's. So how did you get into rugby? Good question. I um, started rugby at uni um, and I only started rugby at uni because I was um, very, very large and felt like I had to do something about that. I mean, I'm still large now, but I was larger. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I just wanted to do something fun, uh, but also active because I kind of spent the majority of my life just watching TV and eating food and not really going outside. So when I went to uni, I was like, this is a time for new me. Um, And I was out um, with my housemates and I went into the toilet and these girls were just so rowdy and so loud. 
and I was just drawn to them. I was like, oh my God, I finally found my people. <laughs> um, and I'm still best friends with one of them now. And uh, they were like dressed as crayons. <laughs> I was like, um, and I said to them, why are you dressed up as crayons? And they were like, oh, we're um, part of the Angry Ruskin Rugby team. So, you know, got fancy dress on Wednesdays, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So she was like, you should come to training. And I was like, oh, I will. So I started playing rugby because the most fun people in the club played rugby. (laughs) I knew nothing about the sport. I had no interest really in the exercise part. Um, I just wanted to be like in an active group. Um, So that's how it all started. And then when university was finished, I just stopped playing. Um, And my friend then graduated the year after me. She lived in Hackney. And she knew, um, her sister knew one of the boys that plays for Hackney Rugby Club. Mm-hmm. So she, my friend Charlotte was like, should we go train? And I was like, absolutely not, honey. Mm-hmm. She, she was like, no, no, come on, it'll be fun. We'll, we'll enjoy ourselves. It'll be just like uni. And um, sweet, sweet, six years later, here I am. She's fucked off. <laughs> <laughs> You've been captain and retired, so... <laughs> No, you've gone through a lot haven't you <laughs> yeah i have actually it's been really stressful <laughs> so yeah. what is rugby like for the people at home i'm envisioning um millions are listening to this mm. old tongue. some people have never heard about rugby what is rugby in your definition rugby to me is a very safe place mm. Um, a lot of people think that it's a very aggressive and dangerous sport for people who have anger issues and, you know, start bar fights. And, you know, definitely not a sport a woman should play because it's far too aggressive and, oh, they'll break and hurt themselves. Uh, But rugby is probably the safest place for me. Um, It's a sport that brings people closer together. Oh, that brought yeah. to my eye. If I had any kind of emotion, you know, I would cry. But <laughs> <laughs> what position do you play? Uh, I am actually a fullback. Don't know if you know. Oh, please don't. But please I had don't. to retire that position <laughs> due to uh, health reasons. So I you know took one for the team and mm. became a prop full-time nice. um the annoying thing is is that I was at prop at uni because I was new to rugby and I didn't really know what was going on and to be fair when I joined Hackney I was still kind of new to rugby didn't know what was going on but like our coach then just took one look at me and was like oh so you're a prop <laughs> I'd be like, oh, okay he's not even ready to see what <laughs> I can offer <laughs> Well, that's what happened to me. I feel like that's what you did to me. You're right in the thought of it, because absolutely not to everything else. I'm like not doing maybe second row just because I'm a bit tall, but even then I wouldn't do it. But I guess maybe you like just know. I don't know. Does Steve know about your time? So um, Steve is our coach, um, king amongst men, just an absolute babe of a person. Does he know about your time that you played as a back in our friendly and 
I don't know how to describe how it was because because you weren't bad. You were. It was no. just a sight to see. It was just funny. <laughs> it was just funny because you weren't actually that bad. I thought you'd be awful, but no, I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah, I just don't have the speed. That's it. <laughs> if I was faster, I'd be sick. Uh-uh. But it's like I see a contact situation and I'm like, ah, yeah, I want to get in it. Yeah. When it's like back see a contact situation and they're like, oh, oh, please, no, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just a mentality, isn't it? Yeah. I don't think I would have actually enjoyed being any other position, to be fair. Mm. Um, I think people like Sarah Byrne have really opened up what a prop is. Mm. Um, and have made props across the world, I think, kind of challenge their position a bit more because no one's expecting the back lifter to kind of catch the ball and run like 40 metres down the field and score a try and dodge every tackle. Like no one's expecting that and she delivers that. And I think in that sense, I actually find her quite like, she's the person that I wish I could be more like in terms of rugby pinner. Panache. Oh, panache. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You made such a lovely point and ruined it. <laughs> um, English isn't my mother tongue, so... Oh. I'm just I have to learn it on my own. No, I'm just like sick, so I can't really... <laughs> we all have our problems in this. We do. I was going to ask, why are forwards so amazing? So if you're a prop, you're all a forward in the front row. Um, think of a scrum where the people are at the front of the scrum. Why are we so amazing? Because we are, and it's, you know. I just think it takes a certain kind of person to legitimately put their spine on the line every, every five minutes if you're playing with Justine. <laughs> I'm so excited to send this to our team. <laughs> yeah, it takes. I think it's all about personality in the front row because you've got to figure out what the opposition are like. You know, you've got to get close to them. You've got to use all of the strength in your body and everyone around you mm. to kind of push them away and I think you have to be a certain kind of person to be able to cohesively develop that relationship with seven other people and all work together and you know also we're just a bit chunky so you know we enjoy life to the fullest (laughs) (laughs) yes I do (laughs) Um, so um let's talk about your reign as captain um Mm. i've heard from many people it was a glorious time it was like when i'm trying to think of a who's a popular king or queen no no no. okay it was like when barack obama took over in the united states and for okay that was a bad (laughs) example the leader that most the minority were excited about that not the majority (laughs) okay it was like when when oprah became the first black female billionaire yeah with me becoming captain oprah becoming billionaire in my in the history books it's going to go down it's like equal (laughs) 
say <laughs> are both landmark moments yeah. in the world. Yeah. Um, it's a shame not a lot of people got to see me as captain, to be fair. I feel like it should have gone nationwide. <laughs> and we got a lot of opportunities while I was captain. We we did This Girl Can. We did, we had like newspaper articles. We had magazine articles. We There was a lot of attention. Um, and I don't know if it was because I was the captain or because it was just a good time for us. Um, you know, our numbers grew. And it was just such a fruitful time. And it was just so, I think it's what's made me so big and headed now. Like I was amongst a flock of followers who just were so in awe of me, my personality. Like, and I think I spent a lot of my life actually being quite judged for the person that I was and not very liked for the person that I was. So to be around people who, just loved every single word that came out of my goddamn mouth was just a really empowering time. <laughs> and then to, oh my God, sending out that team sheet on a Thursday was like crack. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, like, I don't think I'm a power hungry person. I think I could very easily just sit in the back and just watch. I've done that my whole life. Mm. So being in like front and center the person that people go to like I don't actually really enjoy talking to people um really? I'm quite yeah like I have I'm really lazy I would prefer if I had to pick between going out and staying in I would hand down always pick staying in like this lockdown sitch mm-hmm. is right up my street because I can still seem like I'm socially you know <laughs> taking people in and doing zooms and having quizzes and being really fun but deep down inside I'm just loving the fact that I'm refi- like confined to my house oh Lamise, I'm crawling the walls I'm not this is I like <laughs> to think me and you are quite similar now you said that I'm just like nah, that's not yeah. not my I'm just so lazy I spent I think- like my whole childhood just watching tv and staying at home like I didn't even play outside that wasn't how I was raised so I was similar actually it's a real recent thing for me especially like since joining rugby that I've become a lot more like extroverted and like I think I have always liked going out but I think joining rugby has maybe increased my fondness of a beverage and social that's got nothing to do with what we're talking about though no sorry what were we talking about oh I'm amazing oh so no we've moved past that quite a while ago that that bit's being edited out mate Um, um, but yeah, I haven't asked my question. Do you just want to lead this interview? And I just have no <laughs> It was about um, captainness, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and you answered it. But oh, no, go on. I'm a oh. great interviewer, aren't I? I'm clearly yeah, just. Let's make this about me now. Um, yeah. You were captain for my yes. brief stint of like was it three training sessions and a game something yeah. like that until I had a life-changing injury to my thumb <laughs> and I tore a ligament in my thumb it was really badly um, swollen and sprained and I couldn't move it it was on my right hand affected my writing and as a student you know it was a lot <laughs> so a student in the 1800s <laughs> 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 I really struggled with typing 
And you know, I had to take a week off uni because I was in just it, I was in a lot of pain and it was just a lot of stress. Oh my god! I look for anything to take time away from uni. So <laughs> the second it happened, I was just like, I can't move. I need to keep it elevated. It's not. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> it was the biggest overreaction. But anyway, yeah. When I did join last season, you were captain. I don't want to like be overly nice to you. Well, I will be. You are like the reason that I wanted to join Hackney because to me it was so nice to see someone that looked like me like on the website and like ladies captain contact this person and it was just so comforting to have that and I think it must have been for like quite a few other girls. Um, being like a bigger black girl, what impact yeah. that made? I've never really seen myself as a black girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Like. Fair. Yeah, I grew up in Kensington and Chelsea. Like, I was surrounded by white people. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'd be a bit shook. Like, I just forget. <laughs> um, so I, I never really felt like it. I never felt different to anybody. My humour is very open. And I am just happy for people to be happy and have fun. Like, that is my main aim. Being a bigger girl... Um, and being put as a prop, I thought meant that when I'm on the field, I don't have to do as much work. And then, so the first like year of my captaincy was a breeze. Like I wasn't a very talented player. Um, I was more of a people person. And, you know, I, I welcomed people in. I made them feel at home. And like, that was enough for me. Um, and then we got a new coach <laughs> and all of a sudden you know the one of the first things he said to me was you're going to score a try this season three seasons later still not scored a try but there's another bigger black prop that i know that has scored a try i don't know if you've heard i scored a try <laughs> sorry go on <laughs> It's because you were greedy. I was a back at that point, asking for the ball, but you were there, weren't you? With it. <laughs> Being greedy pays off. Oh my God. It infuriated me, but I was really I happy for you. <laughs> the first time someone had scored a try and no one on my team was happy for me. <laughs> but just because they know how I am, and that I will not stop talking about it. But anyway, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, go on. <laughs> um, and it was like his kind of... Um, his belief in me and his I don't want to sound corny but his love for me like I honestly think that Steve loves me um was what really changed the game for me and made me realize that I am the captain on and off the pitch I deal with your problems out of hours and during the game and I have to conduct myself in a way that leads people onto the field and makes them feel empowered but if I'm honest there were some times when I was just like I don't want to play rugby today and I still had to go and play rugby <laughs> and he could tell and he was extremely critical um about me as a captain and as a player and I mean I think I'm a lot better now because of it um but it was hard at the start to be captain and to not be the best player on the pitch. Like at that point, we had people like Nikita, Kat Shin, Ella was at the top of her game before all of her shoulder injuries. Um, 
we had Kate, like we had Emma and Emma was my vice captain, <laughs> which really meant that she was captain. So when I agreed to be captain, um, it was because um, our previous captain decided that she was going to move to Australia forever, like back home because she was Australian. And um, so I had to captain two games that she was supposed to be captain for. Uh, first game, I broke my collarbone, so I couldn't play the second game, but I was still there <laughs> in uh, mind and body. Um, and I said I would take it over and happily do it three years maximum, um, as long as Emma was my vice captain, because she actually understood the game and I didn't really understand the game. So I didn't understand the game. I was a big girl. I wasn't fit enough and it was a massive hindrance, but I think um, it was their family love for me like I have not met a person like Emma before in my life and um I give her a lot of shit constantly but she is the sole reason that I am still there she was the person that introduced it to me she gave me the life of luxury in her house (laughs) (laughs) she always fed me she always watered me she got well, me drunk. about the sandwich she made me? Uh, yeah. White bread, <laughs> ham, a slice of ham, and another piece of white bread. This was the day, night of the Christmas party where I was late and I hadn't eaten the entire night. And that's what she gave me. And then she gave <laughs> Diane a halloumi platter. And like, <laughs> I was fuming with her. Love her. <laughs> that's just, when you said that, it really triggered me, that memory. But yeah, go on. <laughs> PTSD. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was hard. But I am who I am, and I think that's the only reason why I managed to get through it. Um, yeah, I, I think I just I'm, I lasted purely through personality, <laughs> not not skill. There were some times that they were like, "Oh, we're going to play a game now," and I'd be like, "Oh, okay," and then I would hide behind the shed the game shed that we um, get changed in to yeah. smoke because I was so done. <laughs> and then I'd come back on and Steve would be like, where were you? And I was like, I was with water bottles. He was like, what's here? I was like, oh, let's play a game. <laughs> Living the dream. What advice would you give young little brown girls in your classroom? And they're like, oh, I want to play a sport. What advice would you give them if they wanted to play rugby or like they were thinking about a sport and then you kind of wanted to steer them to rugby? Oh, it's a tough one actually. What do you say? I am always an advocate for rugby being the best thing that I ever decided to do in my life just because of the, it's, it's really, it's a really peaceful place to be. I know it sounds insane, but I I don't really think I have anger management problems, but I do think that I'm a very emotive person. Mm. And ever since I've started playing rugby, I have been more controlled with my emotions and I've been a much happier, loving person in general. So if a little girl wanted to play rugby... I would encourage her by saying it won't only provide you physical strength and agility and 
health, but it will change your mental health as well and give you the space you need to be yourself and the space you deserve to embrace your um what's it called when you've got bad qualities flaws flaws thank you (laughs) (laughs) you always make really nice points and then ruin it with the last word like you (laughs) my mind goes blank (laughs) (laughs) i was like 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 listening to it and what you go for last word Yeah, but that is true. I definitely think because I've only been playing how long? How long was it? Six months, let's say, like jumping to now, properly. And I think there definitely is like a change in my mentality and just being able to like push someone over and just and like you do let out your anger in rugby. Mm -hmm. Don't think you have any. Mila was like. I really, really miss playing rugby on a Sunday because you kind of like just lay it all out, like go a yeah. bit wild for 90 minutes. Not 90, mm. 90 minutes because that's how long a game is. I used to be a footballer. I used to be a footballer. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> good. <laughs> um, yeah, you let everything out for 80 minutes and then afterwards you just kind of like, okay, like, let's do it because I think I don't know I've never felt more nervous for anything than I have before a game I don't know if that's just me but like I don't know I've got a job interview on Monday I'm not Mm. really if someone said to me are you going to go and play a rugby match tomorrow I'd cry but I I wouldn't be able to like just the nerves of it and there's something about that that I find so interesting yeah it's true because you're not just it's not a selfish sport like Mm. you make a mistake you're ruining it for everybody else and that that's sometimes just what what would really kill me i'm just like if i miss this tackle yeah alice probably behind me will catch them but i've missed that tackle i've let that i've let my team down Mm. and it's just kind of really um exhilarating as well to be able to use my strengths to my advantage Mm. like i call it strength let's be honest my weight to my advantage like i'm not strong I'm just large, so it's a bit of a struggle. I'm going to interrupt you there. I feel like everyone's going to say I'm interrupting, but all my millions of listeners, obviously, I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And no, because you are strong. If you think about that, I always just think not everyone could go in a scrum. Like, it isn't just for anybody. Like, I'm sure there are people that are like, my size, your size. I'm like, if you put them in a scrum, I'm not going to lie, they probably won't be that good. Like, you are strong. Anyway, okay. carry on. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just that's that's also something that I really love about about being a bigger girl is that um, that element of rugby just kind of comes naturally to me, mm. um, and I just enjoy that. I find that easy. I don't feel like I need to practice how to tackle. I don't feel like I need to practice how to defend. I know that people avoid me when they're running towards our team with a ball because I look intimidating. I also look weird because I always tuck my top into my shorts. <laughs> I've been doing that. And in the pictures, it's not forgiving, is it? Like, no, it's not. 
It looks terrible. <laughs> it works. It does work in the game, to be fair, because no one's going to like grab your top or get you down. It's like a lot harder yeah. to get you down. In pictures, though, bloody hell, it's so ugly. I know. I look like a whale and a hippo, but I look like a hippo in a whale's outfit. <laughs> It's just so horrendous. But it works. Um, I yeah. That's the first time I like seen pictures of myself in the game, and then I'm like, I look terrible, but I also don't care because, like, I know yeah. I'm doing something most people can't do, which is like mm. my ego just growing, and I love it. Yeah, it's the dream. Yeah, I love it too. <laughs> um, what are your thoughts on women's rugby in general? <laughs> women's rugby could be better not gonna lie uh it infuriates me that i have to go to some sort of weird obscure channel that i can't afford so i can't really watch it like i just can't be as into it as i want to be because i can't access it yeah. um it is really nice to see that the rfu are kind of getting their shit together and trying to employ them and trying to find a way to you know give them what they deserve basically because i don't understand how they can condone the fact that they're expecting women to have um a job alongside playing for their country yeah i don't think anybody else has to do that so i find that I would, mad like i just, it just yeah imagine, like joe marla working in tesco's and then going to <laughs> After. Like it makes no sense whatsoever that like they actually have jobs. My first training session and Marley Packer was there. I was like enamored with her. And like I went back home to Google her and he had something about plumbing in a yeah. bio. I mean, like, this is like an amazing place for our country, like great person. Why are they yeah. why is she still plumbing? Should she be getting paid like ridiculous yeah. like it, i don't know it just blew my mind completely because you would never ever expect that from a man like playing at that level no and i just don't know why there there is i don't know why it just can't happen quicker i don't know what we're waiting for yeah uh, i mean i don't really understand business so i can't really speak <laughs> but they just need to hurry up <laughs> On a level do you think that we're seeing as the same level as the men um, if I'm honest, I think we're better than the men. What, oh, what do you mean Hackney or do you mean in an international level? Let's talk <laughs> Hackney. Do you think we, of, well, we are better than the men. That's just, well, we are. We've like, yeah. first team have like gone on unbeaten the whole season, um, yeah. getting promoted. Like we have proved that we are better than the men. But do you think that the men, the women's team is seen as equal to or in fact actually better than the men's team so i think in terms of the people who are within the committee a hundred percent i never for one minute although actually i take that back no now the committee now yeah <laughs> i think fully has our back embraces us supports us sees us as equals no question there i think the committee when i was the captain was very different and it was a bit more like we were the last thought yeah we were the like there were four men's teams the fourth men's team didn't even play that regularly mm. so we were fifth on the list of priorities 
Um, and it was only when we actually got Steve and started to get promoted um, and be the more like um, thriving squad um, that we got the recognition that we deserved. So, yes. <laughs> From a committee level, yes. What From about a committee- general? Just on a general level, I don't, I don't know. I kind of feel like Hackney doesn't receive as much attention as it should do. But mm-hmm. it's a very like grassroots club. Like we haven't got like fancy facilities. We've got hard. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a weird question to pose. Cause, I mean, we shower in a waterlogged yeah. container. <laughs> um, <laughs> we have to sweep the changing room ourselves. We have to you know open it lock it up we've got the keys to the crates like we as players run the club yeah there's no there's not one person that i see um running and working for happening that hasn't played or used to play for the team and i do really love that about hackney it does make it feel really special i also love the fact that our facilities are awful but people still keep coming it's weird (laughs) but you didn't you just uh, didn't your foot get trapped in the floor because there's a (laughs) hole in the ground (laughs) when i came back in september and that literally happened to me i was in my studs tripped over the hole in the floor in the thing and it was my first game and i was like what am i doing here I i just there's something really magnetic about Hackney. It's very strange. Thank you so much for listening. That was Lamise and I'm Anne and this is Black Girls Rock. Don't forget to check out our Instagram at Black Girls Rock and stay tuned for the next episode. Bye!